0: with the assassination. <laughs> no, <Okay. laughs> it's the only one he's ever going to play. You know? I'm surprised. <laughs> he watched a surprise speech, speaking of surprise, he watched a surprise speech that Lincoln delivered from
1: the White House window. <laughs> surprise speech. I, I, I like Come around, <laughs> my children. I have a surprise for you. It's Lincoln. He's giving a surprise speech. <laughs> By
2: George, we should listen. <laughs>
0: Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That's it?
1: What else am I supposed to say? Hi, I'm, I'm
0: James D. I do things, and here's my life. Never mind. I'm not a dead person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We hope to keep you entertained and interested while we break down these characters from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and I will do our amateurish best to give a basic account of the major events in these people's lives and how they responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is harder to do, but we're going to try anyway. Emphasis on try, though if at first you don't succeed try try again after that just give up life lessons so james which of our two distant relatives are we talking about today i'm
1: glad you asked aaron (laughs) (laughs) this week we're talking about john wilkes booth and boston corbett an odd couple of completely different backgrounds joined together by a singular event that ended one life and changed another completely one of these people is significantly more insane than the other, but you'll never guess who. Uh,
0: You're not going to believe half the stuff that's coming down the pipe. It gets weird. So without further ado, let's begin. Why don't you start? Alright,
1: well, my
0: person this week is John Wilkes Booth. We all know who he is. But do you know what his favorite color is? I don't. (laughs) didn't think so. Will you find out on this show? Definitely not. But that's okay, because we're pretty sure it's white. (laughs) Uh, John Wilkes Booth. Crazy racist. Who knew, right?
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, Well, John Wilkes Booth was best known for assassinating Abraham Lincoln. Okay, makes Uh, sense. Back in the day, he was also known as a very successful actor. And we'll start with his physical description. Uh, He looks like Edward Norton with a false mustache and a hairline so receded that it has its own zip code.
1: I don't know what that means, but I
0: like how it sounds. I I wrote the joke in advance. (laughs) I was hoping it would be funny. Uh, His mustache looks like a radioactive squirrel babe sunning itself on a chalk (laughs) cliffside. That's also not very good. <laughs> I like it. Overall, he's not too bad. I'd give him my number. Mm. He was born in a log cabin, May 10th, 1838, near Bel Air, Maryland. Classic America. <laughs> the ninth of ten children. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was named after an English radical, John Wilkes, who I did a little <laughs> research into him and he's not very interesting, but uh, Radical. Yeah. He's radical. That's okay. an actual political stance, I suppose. Mm. His parents were Junius Brutus Booth (laughs) and his mistress, Marianne Holmes. And if you're wondering how Junius Brutus got his name, it was lifted from an assassin in Shakespeare's (laughs) Julius Caesar. Oh, the irony. Sounds like a healthy family. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, So he was heavily steeped in Tredidian culture throughout his childhood. He was popular in school, but he was... Often late because he took much more interest in the things he saw on his way to and from school.
1: He was disinterested in schoolwork. Okay, so far I'm totally on board with this guy. Dark, mysterious, good looking, likes murder, doesn't like schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? You... Just continue. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, in
0: 1850, he was transferred to a Quaker boarding school oh, where boy. he stayed for a year. Here, he happened upon a fortune teller who read his palm and gave him a rather gloomy description of his future.
1: A Quaker fortune teller.
0: No, it, oh. a gypsy fortune teller. I don't know if that's racist or not, but that's what it said. Okay. <laughs> that's what it said. On, I was really uh, hoping
1: for a Quaker fortune teller. I wish there was a Quaker fortune teller.
0: Anyway, the fortune teller informed him that he would not only die young, but die poorly. Spoilers! Ooh. Mm. At 13, Booth was again transferred to an Episcopal military academy. Good, good. <laughs> no, the road to success here. Uh, the military academy was pretty much what you would imagine. It involved severe discipline for disobeying orders, uniforms neatly pressed and maintained under pain of even more severe discipline and heavy drilling.
1: Hmm. So we're just giving this little psychopath the, the things he needs to be a soldier. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh,
0: which he did not become, actually. Oh, interesting. And he was ashamed of this. Oh. Um, but anyway, at this school, he was reforced. He was reforced, God. He was forced <laughs> to recite Cicero and Tacitus, among others. Mm. Yeah. Among so, others. Yeah, among others. So, Cicero, Tacitus, you know, I don't know. Other dead Romans. Other dead
1: Romans. <laughs> we talk about dead people, and they do, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're not so different after all. Yeah. <laughs> We're also racists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite color? My favorite. We're not going to talk about that. No, we can't do that.
0: <laughs> it's beige. Nah,
1: beige I prefer purple.
0: He left school at 14 when his father died. He quickly became, at this point, obsessed with theater as well as politics. Mm. His political leanings were not toward the Republican or Democratic Party, but to the hilariously named Know Nothing Party. Oh, excellent. (laughs) Join our party. We Know Nothing. Uh, The Know Nothing Party was an anti-immigrant and anti-Catholic nativist movement. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Its real name, less commonly used, was the Native American Party. (laughs) Ironic. (laughs) I know. (laughs) The nickname came from how Know Nothings responded when they were asked about their political leanings and activities. I know nothing. (laughs) Here, John Wilkes Booth was exposed to a lot of radical anti immigrant and thoroughly bigoted ideas. Oh boy, we're just piling
1: it on this poor guy.
0: But while the anti Catholic sentiments of the Know Nothing Party were lesser in the South because of the few Catholics that lived there, they were extremely strong in the North. Oddly enough, there is a lot of historical evidence saying that John Wilkes Booth became a Catholic at some point in his (laughs) life. Uh, his sister claimed that he became a Catholic in her memoir, which, which sister he had uh, he was one of ten. the one who wrote the memoir, <laughs> which I did not read because I didn't want to pay eight dollars yeah. on Google Books but uh, an Episcopalian priest also confirmed this story, but which is weird. When he was killed, they discovered a Catholic talisman on his body. so it looks to me <laughs> like he might have actually been Catholic or just really really like Catholics. From
1: Episcopalian to Quaker to Catholic. Ah,
0: The road to success. (laughs) And while he worked as a delegate for the Know Nothing Party, he continued to work on his acting skills. Well,
1: at least he's got that going for him.
0: So, with that all being said about John Wilkes Booth, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the early life of Boston Corbett.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah,
0: get ready, James, because now you're the host. Sounds good. Okay. (laughs) And we're back to We Talk About Dead People, and we've just covered John Wilkes Booth's early life. And now we're moving into
1: Boston Corbett's early life. All right, so let me tell you about Boston Corbett. Now, you might be thinking, that's an odd first name, and yes, it is indeed. His first name was not Boston, it was Thomas Wait, okay. hold on. Okay, no, actually it was Boston Corbett, but not at first. So we'll get to that.
0: He had his name legally changed. He to had his name legally changed oh my to, God. This,
1: to Boston. <laughs> but it starts as Thomas, so we'll uh
0: Everyone, we'll every successful person is named Thomas. This is the lesson we've learned. Thomas the Tank
1: Engine, Thomas uh, Corbett, Thomas Jefferson, Aquinas, Thomas Aquinas. Well, he was successful. Guys. We ran. probably shouldn't lots put them shit. all in the same category. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's let's move on with Thomas's life, and I'm going to refer to him as his first name, uh, just because it's it's more fun that way. Well, why not? Changes.
0: Wait. So wait his first name Thomas or his first name
1: Boston because now I'm confused it's not Boston yet so we're it's just Thomas right now it's Thomas Corbett let's let's start with Thomas okay (laughs) Thomas is best known, of course, for killing the killer of President Lincoln. Ah, so the assassin of assassins. Mm, How romantic. Thomas's early life uh, began on January 29th, 1832, when he was born in the town of London, England. When mm. Thomas was only a young lad, his family immigrated to New York City in 1839. Mm. And this is about as far as Thomas's normal life goes. <laughs> From here on, his story is just a clusterfuck of insanity. Oh, Jesus, I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Here we go Uh, Living in New York City, Thomas would soon become a hatter And a hatter is exactly what it sounds like Somebody who makes and sells hats Hmm. Simple enough, right? Right Wrong (laughs) Uh, Many hats at this time were actually made of animal furs And to treat these furs, hatters would often use mercury nitrate (laughs) 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 Getting into chemistry Hold on, hold on I'm gonna google mercury
0: nitrate real quick just bear with me, oh, listeners. Yes. <laughs> oh, let's see. Mercury nitrate is a toxic, colorless, or white-soluble crystalline mercury. Oh, good. Uh, it was also used to treat fur, hey, mm. and make felt in a process called carroting. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: God.
1: caroting. I gotta know what the fuck that's carroting. all about. Right. Oh, well. Anyway, you keep going. After being exposed to mercury nitrate for extended periods of time, the average human body can... Are you ready for this? Experience excessive twitching, mental confusion, <laughs> loss of hearing, and bleeding from the ears. Oh my God! <laughs> dizziness, nervousness, muscle deterioration. Oh my. Trauma, hallucinations, and psychosis. Okay. Okay. So
0: we've got a twitchy, confused, deaf, ear bleeding, dizzy, nervous. Not muscular, traumatized, <laughs> hallucinating, psychotic person. Oh, this is Exactly.
1: I couldn't find exactly which one of these effects he suffered from, if not all of them. It said that he most likely did suffer from them. Oh, okay. Uh, so anyway, Hatters often experience most of these side effects. And there were, these side effects were bundled up in the title, The Hatter's Shakes. <laughs> uh, because they were always shaking. <laughs> seems like our boy Thomas is off to a oh, good yes, start. Sure. <laughs> By good start, you mean completely fucked. <laughs> yeah, he's not even a full-grown adult oh, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that changes fast. So, after a few years of being a hatter, Thomas married and had a baby. A uh, hatter baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yay for a normal life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <I'm-> yay. <laughs> Fortunately, it didn't last long. Both the baby and his wife died at childbirth. (laughs) Oh, my God. This, along with the leftover effects of mercury nitrate, seems <gasps> to have thrown poor Thomas over the edge. <laughs> he quickly spiraled into alcoholism and then ended up a homeless wanderer in the city of Boston. <sighs> How did you get the description of my life so right? <laughs> <laughs> now, you might remember that the his name was Boston, as we were discussing earlier, and now he's in the city of Boston. Oh, so something big is okay. about to happen. Yeah. Okay. So, on one of these drunken, lonely nights, Thomas was confronted by a street preacher. It doesn't seem like we have any record of what the street preacher told Thomas, but we do know that it worked. <laughs> <laughs> worked? Okay. Well, maybe worked. It depends on how you look at things. Oh, okay. So, um, Thomas, how did it work, James? Well, <laughs> here, here's some... Perhaps good thing. So Thomas immediately stopped drinking, right? Oh, Good good point. So he got rid of those shakes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He converted to Christianity, and he changed his name to Boston to commemorate such a tremendous occasion. Oh, okay. So that's where it comes from. So now Thomas, who I will refer to as Boston for the rest of this. um, So now Boston quickly showed himself to be a religious man. But I think he went a little too far right off the bat. Oh, you, would, you wouldn't think a Mad Hatter would go too no, far. No, no. <laughs> uh, an ex-drunkard Mad Hatter who lost his entire family <laughs> now has Jesus. So let's... Oh, okay. So it's, it's all good. better. <laughs> yeah, so here we go. He started going to several churches on a regular basis. Good. Yeah. Started preaching on the streets. Okay, great. That's it. Okay. He grew out his hair to imitate Jesus. Okay. All right. And, <laughs> and became known as the Glory to God man amongst the locals. <laughs> I've been called that before. Uh, uh, so so far, okay. I can get behind all that. All but, right, whatever. Fair enough. Um, it's better than being a drunk, mercury-intoxicated well, alcoholic.
0: He's still mercury-intoxicated.
1: Well, true. <laughs> but uh, Jesus trumps the mercury, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't everything, though. Oh, of course not. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he took things to a whole nother level. Um, he picked up being a hatter again uh, in Boston because it was his trade. And he would regularly pray out loud and sing hymns to his co-workers who cursed in his presence. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so, like, he sang
0: over them? So, like, <laughs> is that it? I mean, because if a person was just kept swearing, he'd be like, amazing, great, <laughs> oh, sh. The sound. I
1: don't know. I just, <laughs> <laughs> you would have to just keep singing louder and louder. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I would not go there to buy hats. Or maybe I would. Uh, uh, actually, it, I think I would. Too funny. Puts a hat on your head.
0: <laughs> looks great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wait, that's not him. <laughs> <I swear. laughs>
2: no, no. His coworkers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All you do know is he puts the hat on your head. This looks like shit. And he just starts singing.
2: <laughs> You're like, what no, is no, going no, on? <laughs>
1: This man did not swear. We'll we'll get more into that later. Okay. Okay. So one day on his on his way home, uh, we actually have an exact day. Uh, This was pretty important for him. Actually, Uh, it was July sixteenth, eighteen fifty-eight. Boston was walking home late at night and was met by two prostitutes looking for company. Oh. Yeah. So who knows. Boston's going to get some. Uh, well, not exactly. Well, <laughs> depends how you look at things. Oh,
0: God. I am not where this is going.
1: So Boston was so taken aback and scared by the encounter with oh. the prostitutes that he ran home and did the only logical thing to do. Okay, wait. I've just read this next sentence, and I don't want to... You don't want to hear this. I don't want to say it. <laughs> so what did he do, Jake? Uh, well, so Boston ran home. Grabbed a pair of scissors Ugh. and castrated himself. Oh fuck! <laughs> this would ensure that Boston would never again fall to temptation. Ah, well, <laughs> you can't uh, do it. You can't do it. True. Um, Ugh. but following the logic of this of this interesting man, he did not immediately seek medical attention. Oh, of course not. That's- no, uh, bleeding down there. Uh, who knows how much? No, instead he just uh, he eats a full meal and, and then, he had sausage didn't he oh god <laughs> yes yeah, and All after right. his full meal he attended a full prayer meeting okay
0: so wait he's he, he goes and picks up mcdonald's like bleeding at the crutch.
1: <laughs> and then he goes to
0: pray That's I wonder what he prayed for <laughs> dear lord oh my god I did this for you <laughs> look how much I love you <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so that's kind of the beginning of, of his life. Uh, oh, okay. Off to a good start. Good. But this is nothing compared to what comes later. I, <laughs> I
0: don't want to believe you, but I'm afraid I must. Uh, well, that about does it for Boston's early life. So let's jump back to John Wilkes Booth and see what he's doing at this time. Hopefully a little bit better than castrating uh, himself. Yes. Yeah, well, we'll be back in just a second. To talk about John Wilkes Booth and see what he does when he's all grown up. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. Get ready. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a big surprise. (laughs) And we are back to We Talk About Dead People. And now we're going to talk about the dead person, John Wilkes Booth, and what he did in his adult life. Because, again, (laughs) we don't know. It's all new to (laughs) us. It's all new to us. Uh, We're not Americans. We've never heard of. This okay, we are Americans. We are yes. um, patriots too. Pa- well, so patriotic.
1: <laughs> All right, tell me what. what okay, I've got a Booth quote. Is up to. I've got a quote oh, from,
0: from John Wilkes Booth about the time he started, it, started his acting career. It's. Simply and by the way, I can't read half of John Wilkes Booth's quotes because most of them contain a certain word which I will not say on the air. Oh God! <laughs> uh, that word is citrus. Uh, no, it's not citrus, but uh, we're gonna cut that joke. <laughs> the quote is: "I must have fame, fame, fame." Oh God! I know <laughs> he, he's gonna be a uh, he's gonna be a famous person, and we will see if that. That uh, gypsy fortune teller was right. The the Quaker fortune teller. Oh, I'm sorry. Book. Well, no, maybe. Definitely gypsy Quaker fortune teller. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so Booth hit the acting scene at 17, where he played the Earl of Richmond and Richard III. Reportedly, it was a weak start as he forgot some of his <laughs> lines and showed his inexperience. He was booed and jeered at through some of it. But he didn't quit. Oh, he's not a quitter. No. Like that. John Wilkes Booth is <laughs> not a quitter. All right. At the time, he was working under a pseudonym, J.B. Wilkes, in order to be, well, in order to avoid being compared to his father and the other actors in his family.
1: Oh, a family of actors. I uh, know. Good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We know how that
0: goes. Uh, Kardashians. That's not funny. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so, no. He hit the stride, or rather, he hit his stride quickly. And after his rocky start, he earned a reputation as a scene-stealer because of his enthusiasm and
1: heart. Wow, he's, he's moving quickly.
0: Yeah, I know. So it's, he just goes up on the stage and, you know, yells his lines. Whatever art thou, Romeo? <laughs> Wait, that wouldn't be... I don't... He didn't play Juliet. No. Ever. Well... Probably. He probably would be killed for that. Probably. I don't know. That's Who what it's the 1800s. <laughs> so anyway, uh, because of his enthusiasm and heart, more and more theaters hired him as a regular. And he performed in 83 plays in Holy 1858. So, <laughs> I know. It's a lot. Wow. That's like 83 plays? Dude, I, I don't know if that's 83. Well, it might be. Well, so what? One yeah. every four days or something? 83 plays or 83 performances. I think it's 83 plays, which is oh, much wow. more impressive. <laughs> it is said get this, that mm-hmm. he liked to play as rebels and assassins. Oh boy. Particularly his father's namesake, Brutus, in Julius Caesar. Ah, et tu, Brute? booth uh, <laughs> Oh god. Okay, uh, Booth began to get good reports in his looks, with one reporter, George Alfred Townsend, describing him as a muscular perfect man <laughs> with curling
1: hair like a Corinthian capital. <laughs> what the? What's a Corinthian capital? I
0: don't know. Like, maybe is its it, is it- corinthian money (laughs) (laughs) different capital Uh, Uh, corinthian with a capital c i don't know okay who knows Um, this focus on his looks relieved him from the comparison to his brother edwin who was less popular with women because he was uglier (laughs) oh poor edwin (laughs) but with a name like that with a name like that it has to be good edwin (laughs) at this point booth began touring the nation performing in cities like new york Boston, Chicago, New Orleans, and more. Though, as he toured, his
2: radical views festered beneath the surface. Oh, gosh. 1861, the Civil War began. Okay, sorry. Oh, you're good.
0: <laughs> little, little, little dramatic. Oh, that's fine. It was a dramatic time. Yeah. So. He was in theater.
1: <laughs>
0: in Albany... Albany? Albany. Uh, I'm not from New York, so I don't know these Albany. things. Albany. Uh, Erie bang. Canal, Erie Canal place. Uh, the Erie Canal, I thought that was pronounced the Erie, Air- I don't know, I don't know, I don't- it's I'm just kidding, it's Erie, it's, a- <laughs> it's an Erie place in New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, Booth announced his support for the rebellious South, describing the secession as heroic. Ooh. While he was criticized for these treasonous remarks, it didn't stop excellent reviews from continuing to pour in. Oh, okay, well, sort of like Michael <laughs> Bay, and you know, yeah, he's crack addicted, and you know he basically sits on set and yells at people. But hey, you we know, like his movies. We like his movies. He had a speech written that he never delivered, announcing his extremely strong support for the institution of slavery. Ooh, yeah. Uh, at one point, he was actually arrested for treason but was released after he paid a heavy fine and took an oath of allegiance to the Union.
1: <laughs> I want to hear what uh, that
0: sounded like. I'm curious. It um, <laughs> must have been like clenching his fists, you know,
2: white knuckling his fists. <laughs> yes, I swear my allegiance to the Union, those godforsaken rats. Oh, that's not on there. <clears throat> I'm sorry. we are going off script again. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> Ford's theater opened, and Abraham Lincoln came to watch a play starring Booth. Reports say that at a certain point, Booth wagged a finger at Lincoln during the performance
2: and scowled at the president. <laughs> what? <laughs> he scowled,
0: at, like in the middle of the performance. No, no, no!
2: i get you, my pretty! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and he did, didn't he? Oh,
0: oh don't give it away. Spoilers! Anyway, Booth ignored repeated requests for him to visit the president during intermissions and after performances. Which is pretty, I mean, wow. pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't want to see the president, even uh, if you don't like the guy. I mean, it's turning down a big opportunity. I don't. I don't. You could wag your finger more at him. <laughs> You've got a real problem here, Lincoln. You better pay attention. <laughs> From here, Booth began to invest in oil, but uh-huh. eventually lost when his partners attempted to use explosives to increase output and blasted the
1: oil well by accident. Good combination. We have a lot of chemistry. In I know. This. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Mercury and then combining explosives with oil. Uh-huh.
0: It's uh, yeah, they're basically chemists. We should change the name. to we talk about dead scientists? Dead or scientists, dead yeah, chemists, yeah. or whatever. In 1864, Booth realized that the Confederates were losing. Mm-hmm. After a series of terrible defeats, they were beginning to fall apart. Booth hated himself for only being an actor and not contributing to the war. So he came up with a plan. It involved underground Confederate agents in the North and a trade so harebrained it could probably never work. Oh, this will be good. (laughs) With no explanation, Booth went to Montreal. Montreal at that time was known as a haven for the Confederate underground. It
1: still is, as (laughs) I've heard.
0: (laughs) Booth took full advantage of it. He began to devote a lot of time and a lot of money to supporting a plot to kidnap the president. Kidnap the president?
2: Yes. Kidnap.
0: Kidnap. Different from killing. In the house of Mary Surratt... I think that's how you pronounce that. Surratt. Surratt. Booth gathered a force of Confederate agents and began to work out a plan. Oh, boy. At this point in the story... I should say that like Dan Carlin. At
2: this point in the story... (laughs) Lincoln
0: had won re-election on his abolitionist platform. Booth nearly went crazy. He wrote constantly to his sister Asia. The (laughs) continent? (laughs) His sister continent. His sister
2: Asia. About his hatred for Lincoln. Quote... That man's appearance, his pedigree, his coarse, low jokes and anecdotes, his vulgar similes, and his policy are a disgrace. De Degrace? <laughs> works. Are a disgrace to the seat that he holds. He is made the tool of the North to crush out slavery. Which a, is a bad
0: thing? So bad. My <laughs> oh, god. Oh. He compared Lincoln's re-election to a country giving itself up to a tyrant. No good. He described the inauguration as the crowning of a new king who would dictate the nation to be only as he saw fit. <laughs> I know so anyway <clears throat> a little bit uh, a little bit worried there <laughs> a little <Yeah>. emotional <laughs> I know this is like a setup for an Assassin's Creed DLC or something yeah the Tyrant Lincoln and then you play as Booth assassinating Lincoln uh, <laughs> for some reason I don't think Ubisoft the stuck. Templars show up <laughs> 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 Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, the uh, Catholic thing on him was it was actually a Templar. Student. Oh, right, right,
1: right. right. Yep. They're always involved. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Anyway, the kidnapping was supposed to pl- take place at the old soldier's home, the president's summer residence. The plan was to capture him and take him across the Potomac and turn him over to Confederate leadership. Then he would be exchanged for all of the Confederate POWs in the North. All of them. Yes, <laughs> all of them. Because all of those guys are worth one president. Yes. One tyrant. Oh, sorry. Tyrant. Yes. One tyrant. The kidnappers lay beside the road, waiting for the president. But he never arrived. At the last second, (laughs) Lincoln decided to go to a reception for him at the National Hotel. The same hotel that Booth was staying in.
1: Oh, okay. Well, he might have a chance. I
0: know, right? A few weeks later, the Confederates surrendered. Ooh. Now... Kidnapping the president and exchanging him for prisoners of war was no longer a viable option. So, in 1865, Booth quit acting, saying the only play he would ever perform it again would be Venice Preserved a tragedy featuring assassination. Oh, here we go with the assassination. <laughs> Again. No, it's the only one he's ever going to play. I you don't know? I'm surprised. He watched a surprise speech. Speaking of surprise, he watched a surprise speech that Lincoln delivered from the White House
1: window. <laughs> surprise speech. I, I like Come around, my children. I have a surprise for you. It's Lincoln. He's giving a surprise speech. <laughs> By George, we should listen. <laughs>
0: I'd listen. Oh, yes. Okay. So, uh, in which Lincoln said, in favor of suffrage to former slaves. So, he gave this speech saying, slaves. (laughs) He gave this speech in support of suffrage to former slaves. And at this point, Booth reportedly said... And I can't even say... (laughs) I can't even say this whole You can't read that. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we're going to replace the word with uh, citrus. (laughs) Okay. This means... Or... Citric. This means citric citizenship. Now, by God, I'll put him through. That is the last speech he will ever make. I should have said that with a moral mustache-twirling accent, but forget it. <laughs> Not today. Ha <laughs> um, Anyway, so he organized his fellow Confederate sympathizers and assigned one of them to kill the Secretary of State and the other to kill the Vice President. General Grant was also a target at Ford's Theater, but this plan was abandoned because Grant declined the invitation to the show. Mm. Mm, I know, probably Dude.
1: drinking. <laughs>
0: Wait, what? What was he a big drinker? Oh, Grant drank a lot. Oh, great! I like him. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway,
2: this is this is the this is the moment. Here he is. Booth entered Lincoln's booth. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) He did what the
0: president? He entered Lincoln's private box. (laughs) That's even worse. Um, Uh, He shot the president with a derringer, and he leapt onto the stage, screamed, Sic semper tyrannis, thus always to tyrants, and then, I've done it! (laughs) The South is avenged! Uh, Most people don't know about that second one because it's it's controversial. Some people say he said it, some people say he didn't say mm -hmm. it. Mm Um, we'll go with it I kind of like the I have done it ha ha (laughs) you know he twirls his mustache and grabs his cane and straightens his monocle and leaps off the stage into a puff of smoke (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway so he fled taking a horse waiting for him out back and heading into the countryside (laughs) and uh, both of the other assassinations failed actually ooh uh, one, because the wound inflicted was not lethal. Okay. Uh, he got just stabby-stabbed a little bit. Ooh. Uh, the other, because the assassin just decided to get drunk instead. Yeah, not know.
1: Well, you know what? I,
0: I'd probably do the same thing. I mean, I did that last week. I was supposed to assassinate somebody, and I just got drunk. Was it me? Mm.
1: <laughs> That's why you got drunk.
0: Uh, anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I was supposed to assassinate you by getting you so drunk, you died of alcohol poisoning, but uh, you outlasted difficult. me. Mm. Booth and his accomplice, David Herod, made a stop at the Surratt's boarding house to pick up supplies and weapons, and continued on south. Uh, jumping onto the stage had famously broken Booth's leg, and he stopped at a local doctor's to receive treatment.
1: So did he make that exclamation after he had broken his leg? <laughs> <laughs> ow, I've done it! The sound
0: is, oh god, avenged! Oh! <laughs> yeah, he walks out, ow, ow,
1: ow. <laughs> it's like the trail of blood. Who the behind. fuck is this? <laughs> Well, actually, was they part was the show? He
0: was basically Tom Cruise back then. Oh, true. Yeah, super famous. But anyway, uh, at this point, federal troops were in hot pursuit. Mm. And you can guess who was among uh. them. A huge force scoured the city, the nearby swamps and forests for Booth and his compatriots. Booth was lying low, getting reports about the aftermath through newspapers. He was surprised that so many people were so infuriated by his actions. Mm. Even newspapers that hated Lincoln denounced the murder. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, murder is bad. <laughs> yeah, murder's not cool. No, it's a, um, Booth actually wrote that he regretted having to kill the president. Oh, he said he much would have preferred to kidnap him, hmm. uh, and it's pretty clear that he felt badly about it at, at some level. But his hatred and rage won out. Hmm.
2: Quote for six months, or should I say this in my evil villain voice? Oh, definitely. For six months, we had worked to capture, but our cause being almost lost, something decisive and great must be done. I struck boldly, and not as the newspapers say. I can never repent, though we hated to kill.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. not powerful? That was scary. I know. And we're gonna move on to his death here in a bit, but first we need to get back to our friend Boston.
1: Oh uh, good old Boston. Uh, good
0: old Boston. We gotta see how well, this is. What's he up to now? Oh uh, gotta find out what old Boston's up to getting drunk. Well, not anymore. Becoming oh no, a... well <laughs> No, he's done with that. Yeah, he's drunk on Jesus. Out That's of the means. frying pan into the fire though. Out of the uh, bottle and into the fire of the Lord. <laughs> Uh, Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will probably finish this thing up. So stick with us and uh, listen to some interstitial music while we go and uh, kill something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But not a president. Not a president. (laughs)
0: We're We're not into that kind of thing. We are back to we talk about dead people, John Wilkes Booth and Boston Corbett,
2: and now we're going to turn our attention to our friend Boston Corbett. Is that voice really annoying? Because I'm going to do it
0: constantly. <laughs> oh God!
1: No, I'm not. I'm All right. right. Well, anyway, uh, we're back to Boston Corbett's life. And where was he again before we got uh, here? Last time we left Boston, he was in. Evangelical fanatic. He was an ex drunkard, but still full of mercury poison. And he cut off his dick. And of course he did (laughs) that. Cut off his dick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, then, citation needed, he ate it for dinner. Well, Uh, maybe. Okay, he (laughs) ate something and then went and prayed. And yeah, now here we are with Boston Corbett, the
1: ballless wonder. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, this man had balls, but in a different sense of the word. Anyway, so, after the American Civil War began, our religious castrated mercury-poisoned hero, Boston Corbett, soon enlisted with the Northern Army. Oh, okay. Okay, so good. Um, In keeping with the overall pattern of his life, Boston soon began to stand out from his fellow soldiers. Wait, wait, wait. Because he was such a good soldier, or... Oh, no, 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 no. He he stood out for other reasons. Oh, so like, uh, you know, he... I don't Did know. The dishes. Did the dishes. No, no nothing Smile like that. Lot. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Um Boston would constantly be singing hymns and reading <laughs> Bible passages out loud while marching, camping, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> what a kill joy. He Just wouldn't shut up. People there were like we're always in church. <laughs> <laughs> I joined the army to get away from church, oh, God. God. Uh, but not only that, he also began holding unauthorized prayer meetings among the soldiers. Uh, unauthorized? Unauthorized, yeah. I guess they weren't allowed to do that. What, what about the authorized prayer meetings? I, I don't know about those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, so far, like these aren't these aren't terrible things. Uh, he was different, but not too different. But that soon changes, of course. Um, Boston would not stop here. <laughs> he began condemning fellow soldiers and even superior officers for cursing and using the Lord's name in vain. Uh, Excuse me. Excuse me, Captain. Don't say Jesus.
2: His name is not a swear word. No. No, it's not. I'm not crazy. That's what we're fighting for. Give me my hat.
1: (laughs) You don't know what I've done to myself, Jesus. (laughs) You want to see my dick? It's gone. (laughs) I hate it. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Citation needed. Uh, Okay. Anyway, so uh, he was condemning fellow soldiers and superior officers. One of these instances came when Northern Army Colonel Daniel Butterfield, <laughs> reportedly born in a field of butter <laughs> <Citation citated>. <laughs> <laughs> took the Lord's name in vain and Boston loudly began to chastise him. Oh nice. when ordered to shut up, Boston refused. Because of refusing orders, Boston was detained by the army for a few days. oh okay. When re- when asked to renounce his actions, Boston still refused. <laughs> okay. So, our hero was given the fate of death by firing squad <laughs> <laughs> for insubordination. In My God. This guy never fails to disappoint. No, he does not. <laughs> uh, thankfully for Boston, though, his sentence was eventually reduced to being discharged from the army. Well, at least they didn't discharge their weapons at him. Yeah, oh, God. After shoot all. Shoot me. <laughs> I will. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> So he was discharged from the army. Um, after all, the, all he had really done was get angry at people for swearing, which I don't think really warrants death. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the country's going soft.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, but never fear. Being charged was not going to stop Boston from fulfilling his country's call. Oh, okay. Soon thereafter, he enlists again. Yay! Hurrah <laughs> for Boston! Yay for Boston! <laughs> Wait, what is that song? Is it...
0: Is, oh no wait that's let's hear it for New York or something like let's that let's hear it for Boston let's hear it for Boston wait what's the Boston song it's, I'm shipping think I'll to... go to Boston oh. think I'll start a new life <laughs> yeah that's actually about about Boston Corbett yeah, about <laughs> the person he <yeah. laughs> went to Boston started a new life <laughs> uh.
1: Maybe. We're, we're, oh, yeah. we're not experts. The song
0: even goes on. When no one knows my name.
1: Because <laughs> I changed it. Because <laughs> I changed it. <laughs> when I became a Christian. Oh my God. And cut off my balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he enlisted again. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> a few weeks after enlisting. He's captured by the Confederates and sent to the infamous Andersonville Prisoner of War camp. This place was a nasty place. Over 12,000 northern soldiers died here. Jesus (laughs)
0: Christ.
1: And Boston would spend five months in the camp before being released wow after being released he was immediately hospitalized for scurvy exposure and malnutrition <laughs> so he looked like a mummy is what you're saying pretty much yeah. shriveled and sad <laughs> but he was still screaming about jesus oh so a shriveled a sad Christian mummy man yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> screaming about jesus uh, okay so
1: what happens next james well this is when both of our stories kind of start to get together oh okay Uh, Not get-together in a romantic term. These two men were never never into that. Um, I mean, one man didn't have his balls. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so after being discharged and after being imprisoned in Andersonville, Boston had no desire to quit the army, and perhaps his patience was finally rewarded. Aha, so the Lord works in mysterious ways. (laughs) Really mysterious in this case. Like, what the (laughs) f***?
0: God's like, I'll just make this person completely crazy. (laughs) Have him mutilate his genitals, and then (laughs) go to a prayer meeting, Uh. (laughs) and
1: then (laughs) uh, do something which we will hear about in a moment. We all need heroes. On April 24th, 1865, Boston's regiment was sent to find and capture John Wilkes Booth. And this is where we go back to John Wilkes Booth to
2: see what he's doing after being chased from a theater with a broken leg.
0: Booth and his companions were still on the run,
2: and they had just made it to the farm of a
0: man named Richard Garrett. Good name. Uh, he introduced himself to the farmer as a wounded Confederate soldier returning home. Mm. Yeah, The Garretts didn't know that Lincoln had been assassinated yet, as their communications had been cut off due to the war. The Garretts allowed Booth and Herod to stay in their barn for the night. Oh, good people. <laughs> and here we have a quote from John Wilkes Booth himself. Should I use the evil voice again? Yes, uh, Okay, for sure. Right, we're going to get some listeners commenting,
2: don't ever use that evil voice again. <laughs> but it's immersive. It's, you're right, it is immersive. Quote, I can't know if I could do it again. Oh, Just try it. After being hunted like a dog through swamps, woods, and last night being chased by gunboats till I was forced to return... I'm turning into an Englishman now. You are. Till I was forced to return wet, cold, and starving. Now I'm turning into a pirate. <laughs> With every man's hand against me, I am here in despair. And why? For doing what Brutus honored... F- Wait. For doing what... <laughs> you got... Uh, oh. For doing what Brutus was honored for, what made Tell a hero. And yet, I, for striking down a greater tyrant that they had ever known, I am looked upon as a common cutthroat. I hoped for no gain. I knew no private wrong. I struck for my country, and that alone. Yet now, behold, the cold hand they extend me! So ends all. For my country, I have given up all that makes life sweet and holy, brought misery on my family. And I am sure there is no pardon... I'm turning to a bridge. This video. just goes on ah, and on! <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sure there's no pardon in heaven for me, since man condemns me so. Tonight, I will once more try the river with intent to cross. I do not repent the blow I struck. I may before God, but not to man. Who, who can read his fate? God's will be done. I have too great a soul to die like a criminal! Oh, may he... May he spare me that and let me die bravely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Die bravely, we'll see about that. Yeah,
2: here we go. Before
0: sunrise, the federal troops caught up with Booth, surrounded the barn, and demanded his surrender. Now, James, let's go back to
2: Boston.
1: Here we go. Okay, so going back to Boston, he and his regiment were sent to get Booth, and I can't find my place on the notes. Well, just sit
2: and wait. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting.
0: I can see your cursor on the Google Doc. It's right there.
1: Oh, there we go. Okay. There there we go. (laughs) The killing of John Wilkes Booth. Ah, yes. Booth uh, was hiding in a barn, and Boston and his fellow soldiers decided to light the barn on fire in order to force Booth out. Ah! Seems like a good idea. However, Booth did not exit the burning barn. And throughout all this chaos, Boston shoots Booth in the neck. Almost exactly in the same place where Booth had shot Lincoln. Huh? If that doesn't prove a god,
0: I don't know what does. (laughs) That's
1: funny you should say that. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a quote of of Boston, which we'll get to later. Mm. Uh, But of course, Boston's order had been to capture Booth, not to shoot him. Damn it, Boston! (laughs) When asked why he had blatantly disobeyed this order, Boston responded that Booth had raised a gun to shoot him and that he was only acting in self-defense. Different accounts both support and deny this claim, so I guess there's no real way to figure out if Boston truly shot Booth in self-defense. See, what I read was that Boston
0: was, like, sneaking around the barn and saw Booth through the slats and shot him through that.
1: Oh, yeah. That I was, that was th- one that report was... I read. Yeah, he was looking through the slats, and then Booth supposedly raised a gun at him. Yeah, yeah, he saw this guy. <laughs> Through the slats. There's yeah. just an eyeball. <laughs> Booth is inside doing his tragedian thing.
2: I'm
0: dying for my nation! <laughs> and then, you know, he gets shot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what happened when he was asked about disobeying the order? When he was asked about that, he uh, he replied, Providence directed me. <laughs> and what a god we have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's
0: interesting. Well, there you go. That is interesting. So uh, <clears throat> let's, uh, let's go back a little bit okay. and talk about uh, John Wilkes Booth's actual death. Okay. So he was shot shortly after his accomplice, David Herod, gave himself up. Um, but of course, Booth refused and demanded a fight. Um, and that's when they set the barn on fire. Booth was avoiding the flames by scurrying about <laughs> when Boston <laughs> shot him in the neck and Booth died three hours later on the porch of the garrett home
1: three hours three later three hours wow. he was shot through
0: the neck and it took three fucking hours for the man to die you, know,
1: you gotta give it to this guy he's got determination yeah it, it he's really a psychopath does. but I mean he, he does the job
0: he uh he lasted three hours I mean Lincoln lasted longer though you gotta oh, okay, know okay well yeah. Lincoln beat him on the head yeah his last words were <laughs> useless useless and then he died. Sad. He just said useless. Yeah. yeah. Useless. Hmm. Uh, well. That's, that's sad. But this is where Wilkes' story ends, so let's see where, uh, <laughs> Boston
1: Corvette ends up. Okay, so, so Boston has killed the assassin of the president. <laughs> <laughs> of course he has. <laughs> and you would think that after this, uh, he would live the rest of his days in fame and fortune, right? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> of course not, it's nope, Boston. No, it's Boston. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> the story just keeps getting weirder. Imp- That's fucking impossible. Oh, uh, just wait. So, after killing Booth, Boston was rewarded with only a small portion of the reward money. I mean, he hadn't captured the guy. He had just killed him. So, he mm. only got $1,600, which mm. in today's money is roughly equivalent to $26,000, which isn't a ton of money Not for really, no. killing the <laughs> assassin of a president. Mm. So, yeah, he returned back to Boston. Boston in Boston. Boston in Boston (laughs) to be a hatter once more. Good, just more mercury. (laughs) Uh, But? But because of his odd antics and his crazed evangelism, he wasn't able to hold down a job. Mm, Doesn't surprise me. Uh, No. So he left Boston and became a country preacher in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. But seems to have been regarded more as a crazy wanderer rather than a preacher. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so it's just this old hermit, just like with a Bible,
0: walking between houses. You know, and saying, you want to hear about Jesus? I don't care. I'm going to yell at you anyway. Don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> don't swear. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! He just starts singing "Amazing Grace" in your porch.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. During this whole time, he's still regularly praying and singing at people. Oh, uh, yes. Just passerby's, you know, and anyone around, just hymns and prayers and uh. everyone was so blessed yes well he doesn't do well as a header and he doesn't do well as a preacher so he decides to uh, start making money on resorting to his title of Lincoln's Avenger Ah. Oh. So he begins to go to social gatherings, such as women's groups and Sunday schools, to tell the story of how he shot John Wilkes Booth. And apparently he was really detailed in his descriptions of how the bullet entered John Wilkes Booth's seriously neck at Sunday school. Oh my god. Yeah, gather round,
0: children. We're going to learn about Jesus, and then we're going to hear the uh, breakdown of how a bullet ripped a man's
1: throat out. Once the bullet breaks through the vertebrae... <laughs> And that's why we all need Jesus. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, oddly enough, he was never asked back to any of these events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, so he just went from one place to another. <laughs> why the hell wouldn't he be asked right. back? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but during this whole time, uh, Boston began to receive quite a bit of hate mail, actually, for killing Booth. Like, a lot of <laughs> Confederate supporters, yeah, etc., etc. So this made Boston very paranoid, and he began carrying a loaded pistol with him at all times. Oh, this
0: is... I like where this is going. Giving
1: a crazy man a loaded gun. Where could this go wrong? Allowing him to purchase a gun. Well, it goes wrong really fast. Of course. Uh, He started pulling out his gun and waving it around at even his own friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why? Uh, Look, I got a gun! Woo! (laughs) Wow! So his he bar- has friends? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! Maybe
1: is uh, who knows? Moochers, um, coattail riders. Uh, um, maybe he was good with hats, and they were ex-customers. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: Hatters club. Everyone there is just crazy. Like, Arr! Arr! make some hats. <laughs> and Corbett's like, you know, I might be crazy, but I shot the president,
1: so that's worth something. So he's like, shut. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, his biography is a little sparse at this point, so oh, he course. just did this for a few years, you know, <laughs> uh, normal life. So in 1875, a few years later, Boston went to a reunion for northern soldiers. What could go wrong, right? <laughs> Uh, well, a lot went wrong. Uh, so Boston quickly gets in an argument about why he killed Booth. How do you get an argument? Okay, so they were calling him a coward for shooting him. Yeah, a, why? why bucket, probably. You, you didn't follow orders, you shot the guy. So how did he respond he to these accusations? Well, <laughs> he just pulls out his loaded gun and starts pointing it at his fellow ex-comrades. God damn it, Boston. <laughs> quickly removed from the premises before anyone was hurt thankfully. Well, see, I thought I
0: thought he had gotten rid of his pistol. Oh no. If you know what I mean. <laughs> that's uh, uh, that's nope. Uh, anyway. Revolver. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. Uh, okay. no. So what happened
1: now? So after the reunion a few years later, jumping a few years forward. He uh, he moved to Kansas, a uh, good place. <laughs> okay. Where he basically lived in a giant dirt hole. <laughs> Beautiful. This hole was roughly designed to function as a house, but it was just a big <laughs> dirt hole. <laughs> the hole was roughly
0: designed to work. Could I you, don't know what that means. Could you do it? Could you design your hole to like not roughly function as a hole?
1: <laughs> I don't know if you had a chair or it's just got a Xbox down there. Yeah. probably. <laughs> Well, um, thankfully, fortune smiled on Boston when in 1887 he was asked to work for the Kansas State Government. Because of his... I don't know why I paused, there wasn't a period. How
2: do they not know? (laughs) Hey, uh,
0: the the headhunter, the recruiting is like, who can we get to work in the government? Well, let's get that guy who, you know... Waves his gun at people and sings hymns over people. He lives in a
1: dirt hole yeah. over by my uncle's How did they house. they find
0: him? Does he live on, like, 305 North Mount, like, Dirt Mound Avenue? I don't it's, maybe it just in the center of the it's capital the city. third hole on the left. <laughs> uh. Well, they
1: found him. Okay, um, so what did he do at the House of Representatives? Uh, well, since he was Lincoln's Avenger, which was his title, uh, people, I guess, knew him... <laughs> Uh, so they asked him to work as the assistant doorkeeper at the Kansas <laughs> yeah. House of Representatives? <laughs> the doorkeeper has an assistant? How, how big are these <laughs> doors? <laughs> and how, how do I get... So what do you do? I'm assistant <laughs> to the doorkeeper. <laughs> if he doesn't have enough strength, I help him open the door.
0: Oh my God. So he's not an official
1: doorkeeper. No, keeper. he's the assistant to the doorkeeper. Oh keeper. God. <laughs> Uh, It might not be the most prestigious of titles, but I think we can agree it might be the right place for him. Yeah. No, no, it's not. Oh, f***. You led me down a path of lies. I'm sorry. I did lie to you. (laughs) Almost. Damn Uh, you. (laughs) (laughs) Just a few weeks into his job as the assistant to the doorkeeper, Boston began to believe that all the other members and officers of the house were conspiring against him. (laughs) I mean
0: probably <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong I would <laughs> I think that now <laughs> politics go back to your hole <laughs> it's, it's not a hole <laughs> it's a home it's a dugout
1: <laughs> okay oh, so yeah he, he builds this conspiracy in his head and he responded the only way that he knew how to one day he had just had enough and pulled out his loaded pistol which he some still <laughs> somehow still had <laughs> Oh my and he God. began chasing everybody out of the state building. Wow! Uh, thankfully, nobody was hurt. Uh, so, I mean, he didn't shoot anyone, which was good. He's all bark and no bite. You know, he gets that it's gun true. out a lot and never fires it. Well, he he did once. Hey, he killed Booth. Oh, but. <laughs> 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 yeah, I forgot about that. Other than that, <laughs> uh, other than the so climax uh, of our two stories. <laughs> so, uh, so wait, wait. So they threw him out. They threw him out. Um, but it was pretty clear to everybody at this point that uh, he wasn't capable of being an assistant <laughs> to the doorman. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so he was arrested, and here we go, declared insane. Ah, uh, yes. Finally, mm. and sent to the Topeka Asylum for the Insane. Wow. And here, alone and crazy. Boston's story comes to... Uh, No, uh, it doesn't. It's not over. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, (laughs) just a few months after being in the insane asylum, Boston manages to escape on horseback. (laughs) How do you lose a man this crazy? Why are there
0: horses in the insane asylum? Well, I mean, so I guess they can get... I guess. People to... But, I mean, who did he steal the horse from? Yeah, I don't know. I would love to know. Yeah,
1: I'd like to... Well, yeah. Anyway, he, he fled on horseback... And he starts secretly living with an old prison buddy who he met in the Anderson prison camp. Andersonville prison camp during Networking the Civil War. Networking people, it works. Mm-hmm. He lives there for a while, but then he leaves. And the rest of his story is just kind of open to speculation. We're not positive of what happened to him. But most believe that he moved to Minnesota, because why not? <laughs> Uh, but unfortunately, he probably met his end in 1894 with the great Hinckley fire. <laughs> <laughs> did, what is a Hinckley fire? I, I don't know. It's is a, it Hinckley? <laughs> what is a hinkle? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it did. It destroyed two hundred thousand acres of land and killed hundreds of people. That is a hinkley fire. So it, <laughs> <laughs> the name is so innocent. I know. Oh god. Uh, it is generally believed that Boston was among those killed in the forest fire, and thus oh. the epic of Tost- T- Thomas Boston Corbett's life comes to an end. A fiery, oh, flamy in Minnesota, flamy end. <laughs> Uh, that is an
0: interesting pair it is and what's your reaction who do you think's crazier I definitely wait, wait 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 I gotta <laughs> oh, exactly. I gotta describe them Just, <laughs> uh, who do you think was crazier the racist actor who shot the president and was killed by a crazy man or the crazy man
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I personally I gotta vote I gotta vote Corbett he hmm. was crazier yeah um and uh but i mean if i had to make an argument for Willis Booth being crazier i don't think i could no no was <laughs> he was just legiti- not enough legi- legitimately not insane just a victim of bad ideas i yeah, guess yeah. Uh, wow that makes me sound like i'm defending him he no, was an asshole yeah, he, everybody horrible person, a horrible person. <laughs> he killed the fucking president yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, oh. after all of this, yeah, I'm, I'm still on John Wilkes Booth's side. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. mm. Nope, I'm not. I'm just to make the... Clear. I'm so not. I'm not on John
2: Wilkes Booth's side. We love Lincoln.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't love Lincoln. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but we are in the land of Lincoln. That's true. Mm, yeah, uh, don't give us. Sc- no, we're not. Wait, I thought I was... But we're not in... Uh, mm, we're not in... Uh, Where uh, uh, Wisconsin. We're we? Wisconsin. We can't tell them. <laughs> this is close to the land of Lincoln. We're somewhere in the 50 states. <laughs> yeah, one of the 50 states. One of them. Canada.
0: <laughs> so, I, I have some favorite quotes that okay, I picked yeah, out from John Wilkes Booth. Um, they're not as uh, crazy, I would think. Uh, can you say them on the air? I can say most of them on the air. Okay. I had forward. to cut out some of them because I don't like saying citrus very much since that's our code word mm, yes. uh, for citrus. <laughs> Uh, Here's one, Mm. and I'm not going to read it in the evil voice because I clearly can't do it for extended periods of time. I have ever held the South was right. The very nomination of Abraham Lincoln four years ago spoke plainly war upon Southern rights and institutions. And looking upon African slavery from the same standpoint held by the noble framers of our constitution, I, for one, have ever considered it one of the greatest blessings, both for themselves and us, that God has ever bestowed on a favored nation. I have also studied hard to discover upon what grounds the right a state has to secede a oh, god damn it forget it i'm just that the just rest of stupid next quote okay uh this country was formed for the white and not the black man mm. i have lived amongst it most my life and have seen less harsh treatment from master to slave than i have ever beheld in the north from father
1: to son wow <laughs> Severe.
0: Damn those northern fathers. You know they're doing worse than. Well, he's
1: one of ten, so who knows? Oh right.
0: Did he? I wonder what his dad was. Well, his dad was an actor, so a tragedian, big drama king or whatever. Mm, And the last one that I liked are uh, what are actors anyway? Mummers of the quality of skilled milk. They know little, think less, and understand next to nothing.
1: Which he so, was. He did. I mean, <laughs> that is all. That is yeah. John Wilkes Booth. Here's the thing about about Booth is, first of all, he lives up to what he wanted to be. It seems like he was always, you know, enamored by assassins mm-hmm. and uh, an extravagant man. Uh, look at these quotes. They're they're well put together, even though they're horrible. Yeah. I mean, I, he beat he beat Corbett in that uh, in that sense. So, like, wait, so he was. He had better quotes. Well, yeah, because he wasn't a hatter.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yes. um, he was an actor, but it's funny that he digs on his own trade um, and then uh, lives up to it. Lives
1: completely up to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what do we have from Boston? Anything? Uh, not a lot. Um, the only quotes I found of him that I, I read earlier was just "Providence directed me," um, oh. which who knows maybe a man has to be quoted true yeah true. well
0: i'm just quoting 12 angry men which you should all watch if you haven't seen the old 12 angry men go watch it go watch it right, right now no. great film by Sidney Lumet, who directed my favorite film the verdict in case you were wondering wow you're just laying it all out right mm-hmm. now i really connect with the alcoholic main
1: character Hmm. hmm. maybe because someone see, will talk about you after yeah, you're maybe, dead maybe i hope so just don't copy any of these Two men. Well,
0: I mean, if you copied Boston Corbett and shot a president and castrated yourself, I think people would talk about you.
1: True, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well... Uh, we, we don't condone any of these
0: actions, by the way. Oh, no. We don't condone any of these actions. We don't support either of these people. Well... Uh, I like I don't know I like Corvette (laughs) he's kind of funny yeah um I I would I would probably not want to be in a room alone with him but I would love to put him on a stage with a microphone and just see what he can do as long as he didn't have that gun (laughs) (laughs) take his gun away yeah (laughs) um well I think that's gonna do it for this episode I think so yeah so uh hope you guys enjoyed it and uh You can uh, look for us on Facebook and Twitter under We Talk About Dead People. Because that's what we do. Uh, Yes, that's what we do. We talk about dead people. And uh, we're looking forward to next time. And who do we have on deck next time, James? All right.
1: Well, next week we have H.H. Holmes and John Dillinger lined up. And wow, they are some messed up people. Oh, I can't wait to talk about Johnny Depp.
0: And whose cast is H.H. Holmes in the movie? Uh, I think it's the guy who plays B- Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. I think he's playing Film That's gonna be really crazy. Feel free to send all your hate mail show requests, etc., to we talk about people at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter under the handle about Dead People. We're gonna bring episode one to a close.
1: Woo!